This is Reimagining Healthcare, a podcast about innovation in the healthcare industry. It's a show for healthcare business owners, for healthcare professionals, for industry investors, and health tech entrepreneurs. On the show, I talk to health tech and healthcare innovators to uncover how they're reimagining and building a world of seamless digital healthcare experiences and how that fits into people's lives. I'm your host, Yanni Sopanos. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Natalie Flatt, a psychologist and co-founder of the e-cancelling startup called Connect Psych Services, and who is focused on highlighting the importance of self-care, stress management, and communication in the workplace. We talk about how research and data can be used to develop value-adding programs in workplace counselling, creative ways to work with health tech, and to this end, why using an algorithmic approach will matter in healthcare, and also a positive take on the online disinhibition effect to support positive healthcare outcomes, amongst other things that go towards Natalie's vision for e-cancelling's value to workplaces across Australia. Let's jump in. Well, hey, Nat, thanks for making the time today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, Yanni. How about yourself? I'm really well, thanks. Um, looking forward to having this conversation. you got quite a bit going on, Nat, so um, hopefully we can uh, get through quite a bit today. But um, look, you're in uh, early stages at the moment with um, a startup project called Connect Psych. What yes. the heck possessed you to launch this startup, <laughs> Nat? Look, Yanni, I have always been into startups. I've, I've never really officially been employed. So it's really all that I know. And I think from day one, I've always had that little bit of more of that creative, uh, imaginative mind. So the, the way I look at things and, and see how they might run better or differently has always been a bit of a passion of mine. Um, and I'm not the personality type to be placed in that box job uh, doing the same activity day in, day out. I pretty much would prefer to be involved with the whole project from start to finish and learn about as many uh, hats that I possibly can. It is a bit of a humbling experience to be juggling so many balls and and also learning new ways and and the new professions at the same time. It does make it a bit easier that the startup has uh, been with an old friend of mine, but she really is uh, what I like to say the cheese to my chalk. And uh, we both possess I uh, possess a bit of humour, which you know does really help with our emotional intelligence on the days where nothing really seems to be going our way. I'm a bit of a seeing as believing theorist. Um, I've got a huge passion for research and data and how that then plays out in the real world. And and with my own PhD, I did create that interactive psychoeducation program uh, for children to combat specific phobias. And I love the data concept of it and realising what practical implications and then how we can better certain theories. Um, It's a real passion of mine. So being linked to the university and keeping my foot in the door with the current trends and, and the academic connections, then along with my own psychology background and and providing those interventions to clients, bringing the tech um, and the data with the interventions just felt like a bit of a no-brainer for me and really did feel like the right time to do it. So there's quite a bit to unpack there because you're obviously you're coming at it from a health practitioner standpoint and you're amalgamating quite a number of areas, both in terms of your clinical expertise and background, as well as the um, the health tech innovation that's coming together in the program. Why don't we start mm-hmm. from top down in a sense? Tell us tell us a little bit more about Connect Psych Services, which is you know one of the aspects of the um, project that you're developing at the moment. Talk to us a little bit about that and um, what what it's doing for clients, who the clients are, and how you bring these elements together. 
Connect Psych Services is Australia's first e-counselling platform that's dedicated to organisations. So we are trying to create uh, a platform that is flexible, that's convenient and that's autonomous to the employee. Companies don't always have the time and uh, really even the manpower for employees to be taking days off to be able to get to a lot of face-to-face support, um, which normally happens between the times of nine to five. So the autonomy is something that is really important to us and and what we've really coined as employee priority. So uh, we created this employee priority because essentially we want to have the employee to be accountable for their own choices in the way they receive some psychological support. And this accountability does lead to greater motivation and the probability of changing uh, their behaviour or or their cognition. How do we do this? So it's just the way the platform's actually set up uh, now. Companies uh, can click onto the Connect Psych page that's usually on their wellness section and it allows employees to read about uh, the bespoke service that we provide. And then when they click connect, um, it automatically goes on to a little bit about what their current challenges are. And again, when they click connect from there, that sends uh, like a bit of an algorithmic calculation and a running through the database on our therapists on our end to determine the top three best therapist to suit this employee's needs. So then the employee has the opportunity to go through those three therapists and have a bit of read about their profile and then they make the ultimate end decision on who they can best work with. So we're really, really aiming to get the best fit uh, first off. A lot of current um, EAP services for organisations when um, employees do book in, a lot of the time it's based on location priority and we believe that that might be um, the low uptake of, of EAP services, which sits around 5% for Australian companies, which is is not great considering one in five Australians will suffer a mental health issue within a set year. And use the term um, algorithmic. So you're working on some a particular methodology there that you've built into the program? Absolutely. You know, we've been pretty lucky with our journey to date with um, some amazing practice management software who you might know of, Yanni. Um, <laughs> and every person that's built the platform understands that the data is important. Not only is the data important, uh, but being able to utilise something that's a little bit more innovative and original by way of algorithms to be able to create this best fit So that was a really important aspect of having that calculation built into the platform uh, so we could get that best fit. I'm hearing a a lot about that, particularly out of the academic circles at the moment. So I think you're you're definitely right out front at the moment in innovating in that space and really working through. It's not just about, you know, a postcode uh, match for, um, you know, Mm -hmm. building that, that alliance between the therapist and their client. You want to get a little bit deeper, you know, I guess, into that matching type model. So I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a lot lot of the times if you're looking in the rural areas, uh, in the mining and the construction, which we're starting to, to move into, that's where the problem lies. Stress we're finding, Yanni, is very different um, in education. It's very different in nursing, which can be different compared to recruitment, which can be different compared to the FIFOs. So we want to be able to provide the right experts for the right industries. 
I, I actually think it's it's a bigger problem than that. I, I think those um, statistics uh, don't really go deep enough into the economy to sort mm. of understand what the impact is of, of when somebody's feeling either disengaged from work or, or um, uh, stressed out and not operating as productively as they could. Your ability to actually work through problems and um, deal with challenges and that sort of cognitive load and being able to sort of um, cope with the work um, in some ways. I'm just recalling vaguely that there's some sort of association that the higher our stress levels, the the less effective we are at actually, you know, producing optimal decisions and, and outcomes, you know, in terms of our work, so to speak, let alone our healthcare. Is that, is that the case from a, um, a psychology standpoint? Absolutely. You know, when, when we're in a bit more of a relaxed state um, and when the mind's in that, that relaxed state or we're a bit more mindful, that actually creates more alpha waves. Um, and the alpha waves in the brain does then lead to better problem solving. So, you know, if you've got a highly stressed brain all the time, you're blocking those waves to create better problem solving skills. So it is not good. Like the productivity is being affected within the workplace. There's a lot of um, work around presenteeism. So where it may not be absenteeism, but the, and I'm I'm not too sure of the stats here. Um, I'm not too sure if there's any valid stats really about the issue of presenteeism within companies. They all know that there's a problem, but it's when people turn up, but they're not being productive at all. And companies overall want to help all the ethical professionals or managers or directors that we've come across uh, in our journeys to date. Um, They generally want to help their company. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can relate to that um, just through my own journey. Um, I've been fortunate enough that I've got a team that's been building around me uh, that has existed for a very long time. You know, so we have a very minimal uh, turnover rate as far as our employee retention is concerned. But having said that, um, you know, the more time you spend with people, the more you get to know their lives and what's going on in their worlds. And and I've seen that in previous uh, work that I've been doing and business that I've been involved with as well. And, and so, you know, I, I think it's important to address that or at least create an environment that um, whatever's happening, whether it's in your personal life or, or coming out of the workplace, you're able to actually um, provide a support system to allow that person to work through it. There's another uh, potential side effect, I don't know whether you've got any stats on this, where a person might really love their workplace so much, but because of something that's going on in their world, they feel like they might need to resign just so mm. that they don't burden that workplace or burden their team, you know, with mm. it. And so mm. they're, you know, they're leaving a workplace that they otherwise love and they're loved and, and everything's great, but now they've got something going on in their life. And so they're exiting the workforce for a period of time, you know, to isolate themselves in dealing with that particular issue. And, mm. you know, that's not necessary in a lot of cases, I don't think. And, you know, it's, I think it's bad for the team, it's bad for the employer, it's bad for the individual. Um, but are you seeing that with some of the clients yes. that you're working with? Absolutely. It just depends on that. And and that really comes down to what I, again, talk about as the emotionally intelligent team and having that manager who's able to identify who might be struggling or what issue they may be going through and seeing how they can keep those employees on through different forms of flexible working or be able to engineer what is going to work for them during this current time. I was, I was actually speaking to an amazing individual yesterday who plays uh, as, a, as a woman in, in the construction space who has just been diagnosed with breast cancer. And she was going into that meeting thinking they're going to 
get rid of me or they're, they're, they're going to, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to do this really stressful job. And, and they turned around, they said, the first thing they said is, how can we help? What can we do? And she immediately felt so secure and supported and they problem solved all the aspects where she can work flexibly. She can go for chemo. She can take these days off because they're going to be bad days. They completely set up, you know, the next six months for her. So everyone was still succeeding and she, she didn't have to leave, um, you know, the work, the workplace, which obviously then brings on other stresses like, um, you know, if mortgage repayments and, um, and education and, and other family support. So it is amazing to have those teams with them and, and no employee should really feel that they need to leave a job because of some things that are going on in their life. If you've got that really good company uh, that is that is emotionally connected and, and supportive, things will be able to uh, to work out. I think where we come in as therapists um, and being able to to provide that flexibility is also for those individuals who always then can't get to those appointments. Uh, but we have a group of therapists that really have a common direction and, and understanding. We just don't bring any subcontractors on. All of our therapists are actually employees of Connect Psych too which makes it a little bit different and they all have the very similar vision. So if you do have that company that is able to provide that amazing support and then you really do want a referral pathway where you then know that employee is also going to be getting that equal support outside um, of that company in the privacy and convenience of their own home if they wish. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And that sort of, um, you know, opens up in my mind a little segue back to something you were saying earlier around the um, that matching algorithm approach that you've um, implemented mm -hmm. and you made a comment there that uh, you know the um, the location may not be available and so that kind of brings us to really uh, I think emphasizing that um, you know you're providing 100% e-cancelling do you want mm -hmm. to tell us a little bit about what the difference is you know in that term e-cancelling you know compared to alternative ways that employers have um, tried to provide cancelling support for their team members in the past this is the beauty about e-counselling and how you can really engineer it to suit all parties um, in the in the game. Um, you know, so many times I've heard from from people uh, that you know, that the therapist um, didn't get me or I waited 40 minutes to see them because they were running out of, you know, schedule. They, they cancelled on me or they don't have an appointment for weeks and I need help now. Um, the current system as it stands for face-to-face -face counselling is failing. Uh, there is so many jobs that need to even be filled in the psychology um, and counselling field and we just don't have enough professionals even in Australia. You know, the last thing companies want and, and really at, this, at the moment what I think is happening is employees are taking those half days or, or full days off to get to the appointments. Um, and if the connection hasn't been made with that therapist, um, then it's really been a waste of a day. Wasted everyone's time and face-to-face, and -face, don't get me wrong, face-to-face -face counseling is great. I, I am a face-to-face -face psychologist um, and I have been for many years, uh, but only if it's successful. As it stands, especially in organisations, we live in a real-time poor society. Um, so, so many meetings and communications do now happen through through video conferencing. You know, gone are the days of of those expensive domestic travelling uh, for a lot of companies just to get to that one or two meetings. So they do it through video conferencing, and you know that flexible working is also now possible due to tech. 
Um, so why not e-counselling? And this is really the way in the last probably three, four years, e-counselling has started to, to build some momentum uh, regarding the efficacy of it as well. And it opens the doors not only to that convenience, but also the flexibility I used to work heavily in the education sector uh, for about 10 years and, and this is a prime example of teachers not just able, you know, they're, they're at school at 8 o'clock and they usually don't leave until 4.30, 5 o'clock. So having an EAP system that for them that's in the city or that's face-to-face is just not going to work for them. And Connect Psych is, is building to have therapists available, as I said previously, um, around the clock. And currently we have staff working up to around 11 p.m. Issues we know don't happen, you know, during the hours of, of 9 to 5. And, and it's more often than not, you know, our, our anxious or stressful thought processes can really start to catch up with us later in the night when we're more likely to sit in the silence or collect our thoughts about the day. And that's when the support is needed, yet it's not there you know, so what, what if it can be and what if, uh, you know, not only the support is there but the right support is there for that employee which then brings us back into that matching and, and that, that right employee priority. Yeah, so it sort of goes down to that ideal of, um, you know, having the right care in the right place at the right time. Um, so you're matching it and you're making it available at a time and um, I guess a virtual space that is convenient to the individual who's in need and is wanting to work with it. It's very digital health, actually. I mean, it's that idea of empowering individuals and uh, their providers towards better health outcomes using this um, digital tool set that is evolving, you know, and it's clinically safe, it's secure, and it's seamless in terms of the um, type of systems that the client and the providers are using on a day-to-day basis. Um, Most of us are equipped with smartphones these days. And so being able to actually receive a uh, e-counselling session anywhere, anytime, just to me seems like a no-brainer and I really commend you guys for um, uh, launching that. I think it's, a, it's the right time for it and the world seems to be um, more than ready for it at this point in time. Are you finding pretty good, um, pretty good response rate out there from uh, some of the corporate clients that you're working with? From all industries, Yanni, they're all seeing that the benefit of this, um, you know, that they're all seeing how effective it can be because of their dollar margin is going to go far greater. For every dollar spent in mental health, uh, it's around $2.30 return. Uh, in the construction industry, it was it was slightly higher. We're, we're aiming to be able to, to create data that is displaying an even higher you know, ROI. That's the beauty also about e-counselling is you can create this amazing data from it um, and not only completed by the employee, um, but we are going to be getting data from the therapist about, you know, uh, learning about the type of therapy provided and, and their outcomes after the first and last session. So it's really going to be very data rich and that then allows us um, to provide highly specific information to companies about where their employees lie from a mental health perspective and where their weak spots might be. And that then opens the doors into providing prevention workshops and, and interactive seminars to see that real culture change. There's a term that you've introduced me to recently called the uh, disinhibition effect. Do you, want, do you want to talk me through that? Yeah, so like, we, look, we know what the disinhibition effect is from a negative perspective. We've seen it a lot, obviously, with the trolling uh, and, um, you know, the aggression that we can find sometimes behind an evil. And that, that's that's the evil side of the disinhibition effect. And I like to talk, talk to now about the benign online disinhibition effect, which actually helps individuals share and or disclose themselves in ways that they might be reluctant to do so 
in face-to-face interactions and and, and, in those real-life interactions. So online chatting um, is a great example here. So individuals who are introverted or embarrassed or shy or phobic or, you know, have an impairment are presented with a pathway for some self-expression. So these self-disclosures have resulted in individuals establishing a more intimate interpersonal relationship sooner and also stronger when compared with real-life face-to-face intervention. And what we want to do at Connect Psych is to evolve this phenomenon and to create a platform of no judgment uh, where the employees have the opportunity to either call uh, to be involved in video sessions or even live chat. Um, it's just based on what their current preferences are and, and really we, we find based on the generations too. And we know that we've still got a long way to go, you know, of breaking down the stigma of mental health in in organisations. But people who are suffering can still believe it is a sign of weakness uh, and are really reluctant to book a face-to-face appointment. So it is a prime example of of more the male-dominant industries such as the construction and mining have still got a a bit of a way to go and and we're really working with a lot of industries and, and companies at the moment to break down more, more and more social stigma around that. Because as a consequence, many miss out on receiving support um, or they they then seek support only when it becomes really serious. And again, we know in the construction industry, you're looking at a statistic of suicide rates that are, I think, nearly one every day to, to day and a half. Not good enough. And it's not just the individual that is suiciding, it's the impact that that's had on their friends and colleagues around them too. So that's serious we want to be able to provide a lot more earlier intervention. Um, we want our platform to be client-centric, so that's really positive um, and, and provide that positive experience. We want to allow employees the opportunity for being able to talk and, and being proactive rather than being reactive. And this is the best way to break down that stigma by being able to access support in the comfort and the privacy of their own home at a time that works for them on a platform of communication of their choice. So so that's where um, we find that the benign online disinhibition effect is going to, to really work for these employees. I was just having a moment where it was, as I was listening to you, I was thinking, Oh, yeah, that, you know, that just makes so much sense. I mean, if you think about the evolution of the internet, you know, there's been that kind of um, proliferation of forums, for example, where people really love to talk with each other, but they prefer mm-hmm. to do it anonymously or they create an avatar. They're not comfortable actually putting their um, identity out in public, but they certainly don't mind talking about pretty much anything as long as yep. their, their personal identity isn't, isn't sort of out there. And, um, you know, that really came home to me as you were breaking down what that online disinhibition effect is in positive light. If we do encourage that, I think it, I think it helps the individual, but then it also becomes something that is easier for people to talk to within their social circles. Um, you know, so if they were receiving help through the workplace and um, supported to achieve their own outcomes with the uh, online therapy, they're mm. likely to be, um, I don't know whether it's the right term, but they're going to be, you know, satisfied customers, so to speak. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, that means that they're likely to share that experience with their social circles, which then helps everybody sort of, you know, understand the value and the benefit of being able to get access to to online counselling. Absolutely. I used to work uh, years ago with primary school children and one of the models that we created was to go into the schools and everyone would go, well, why would you go into the schools? And it's the same thing. It's just that they are in an environment they know and that they trust. 
so being able to to work with with students that could see us just like teachers you know again child psychology is a little bit more uh, I suppose stringent and rigid you know where you're teaching a lot of practices and um, and theories and uh, strategies to the child and they could then integrate that into their own social emotional learning so it was a perfect perfect fit you know then you take that same child and you put them in a uh, a clinical environment uh, their their mask goes on and you're not seeing the, what's really going on in their life because they might be feeling uncomfortable in that environment they might be feeling anxious so it's so important to be working with an individual who feels that they are able to, to open up yeah I'm, I'm a big believer in this I've got a as you know a lot of passion for the possibilities of digital health where we do have that uh you know that integrated digital health empowerment and communities of providers that we can configure around ourselves to support us through our life journey whatever stage that's in you know because sometimes we're in good health sometimes we're in not so good health we're going to need to design that in a way that actually helps us um, grow as people and access things at various times that are necessary and we become better at uh, looking after our own health in the process i was just um wanting to break it down a little bit because there's uh, there's a couple of stakeholders here all right so you talk about the the employer so mm-hmm. I think what we've got is the employer's got a lot to gain in terms of um, having um, a type of leadership model that's about supporting their teams and team members through various issues that the individuals go through from time to yeah. time and, and, you know, the productivity gains and use the term ROI before or return on investment. So is that kind of pretty well established at the moment for corporate clients in terms of what the value proposition is? Yeah, we are. We are seeing a bit of that. Is there something too small as far as the employer's concerned or too big? Absolutely not. No, we we have a pr- different pricing models based on the sizes of the company. So again, we're trying to work with each of the organisations that is going to be the best fit. Yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, from the employee's point of view, then, um, what type of information does the employer share with the employee? You know, around the you know the service. How is it marketed internally? Each organisation who signs up with us is also getting, you know, that level of monthly psychoeducation for their employees, which we also then put onto the intranet. The access is super easy. So they just click on Connect Psych Services and that takes them to uh, the the online booking system um, and the requirements and it gives them step-by-step instructions um, and, and more information about who we are. Fantastic. And so one of the other stakeholders there, obviously, it's your team members, you're recruiting, and you're developing a um, team of qualified counsellors. What would you be saying to counsellors and psychologists out there around joining eSycSafe and participating with your with your program? If you really want to see a change in, in the way organisations are, and if you really want to see a great culture shift and to work in an innovative way that is a lot more flexible even to you, come join us. Uh, we have a lot of mums and they've got, you know, we, we all know that one of the best untapped resources are usually the mums on maternity leave. So this is a perfect job for the amazing mothers out there who have a psychologist or psychotherapist or counselling or mental health social work background and are fully registered uh, with three or more years of experience. So being able to to have that flexibility on your end as well is is really what counts and and knowing that night's going to work for me or possibly weekends or um, just different kind of more skewed hours is, is really who we're looking for um, you know but just to have that approachable manner you know a bit of an understanding in the whole e-counseling platforms even though we do a lot of training around that 
we create our own team here. We call it the Connect Site College, where we've got our own discussion and, and video conferencing as well um, to create that really good peer supervision and support and also our own bunch of resources. So we, we really want to create a cohesive team culture on our end to be able to provide the best support for people and employees on the other end. Yeah, I think that's great. And the time that I've got to know you and and, and just sort of working through some of the um, the health tech underpinnings there, the energy that you emit and uh, Sasha as well, you know, there's a great vibe and I know your heart's in the right place. And I know with some of the uh, corporate clientele, you, you're getting some really good feedback and um, momentum at the moment. So that's um, fantastic. I think this is sort of a thing in the psychology sector, but are you employing or um, contracting? How does it How does it actually work? We're actually employing. We wanted to create something that's a little bit more stable. Connect Psych really values their own therapists and we want to look after our therapists and we want to create our own community of therapists. Sometimes that can be quite difficult when you have a bunch of subcontractors. Sometimes they don't feel connected to the company who they work for. Uh, We want to create that really strong connection. The reality is we're not just, you know, work machines. We're human beings. We have families. Um, we have um, a balance between our professional and personal lives. It sounds to me like you're you're basically practicing what you preach. Yes, absolutely. Got to lead by example, Yanni. <laughs> yep, absolutely. One thing I like to ask is, um, you know, in terms of reimagining healthcare, what's your vision around the world of online counselling? Let's let's go five to ten years. What's it going to look like, and how do you see that as far as your own vision is concerned? I feel that, you know, in, in five years, e-counselling is really going to be one of the the more dominant ways of gaining support, probably due to taking away that issue of accessibility. All industries are suffering from stress and, and from anxiety and from performance and, and from burnout and from compassion fatigue. And being able to find a balance is just imperative. So in the next five years, I feel this is going to explode in that way where companies are going to see a huge benefit in the the positive outcomes and, and team cultures and uh, the reduction of mental health. And, and we know that it's not always shown physically and sometimes if people don't talk about it, it's more difficult to identify. The more we can break down any barriers that are stopping individuals from talking is imperative and important. It's really that client centricity, isn't it? It's about actually having a healthcare system that actually puts the client at the centre of it. And in this case, the client happens to be in a workplace setting as an employee or a team member of a employer and you're delivering the healthcare services at their convenience at a time that is good for them to feel relaxed and comfortable and engaged with their own outcomes. And in control, Yanni, like that's that's probably where it really lacks right now. And we're seeing e-counselling, even though there are companies and, and innovations that are they're starting, if people are in control of themselves, they are more likely to change. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Natalie. I really appreciate you taking the time today and sharing your vision and some of the good work you're doing at Connect Psych Services. And I'm looking forward to hearing much more about it in time to come. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This podcast is produced in collaboration with Health Tech X, where we are working toward a world of integrated digital health empowerment for all people. If you'd like more info on how to get involved, head over to the website, healthtechx.com.au. 
or if you have any feedback about the show, you can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn, Instagram, or email by following the links in this episode's show notes. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to Reimagining Healthcare in your podcast app. And if you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the show. I'm your host, Yanni Sopanos, and I'll speak to you in our next episode.